0: Saturday Media invites you to go to their website, comefollowme2021.com. That's comefollowme2021.com this coming Tuesday for a very special announcement that you don't want to miss. Which President of the United States has more written about him than any of the other presidents? Today Kay interviews Honest Abe. Kay asks him some fun questions about the youth of today, his southern accent, if he was a good wrestler or not. And why was Abraham Lincoln called a ruffian and challenged to duels quite often? What did he know of the Book of Mormon and the extermination order against the Mormons? What were some similarities that he and Joseph Smith had? All this and more join today's podcast. Welcome to our podcast. For those of you that have been watching regularly, you'll remember the last couple of weeks we've had some very, very special guests with us. We had the opportunity to... uh, to visit with and talk with President George Washington. And then we had an opportunity to talk to Ben Franklin, of all people, and listen to these individuals tell us about what they did that helped eventually with the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, today we're gonna take a little bit different turn. We're gonna become a little more contemporary. We're gonna have the opportunity today to visit with and to interview President Abraham Lincoln. President Lincoln? Thank you for joining our podcast today.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: We appreciate that. Let's uh, let's begin, perhaps, in the beginning. Would you tell us a little bit about uh, where you're born and where you called home, judging from your Southern drawl, uh, perhaps someplace in the South?
1: So, yes, I was born in uh, Kentucky. And uh, so they speak with a pretty heavy Southern accent there. When I moved to Indiana, it didn't help a whole lot. I still a bit of a Southern accent there too. Illinois, and of course I was by that, by the time I moved to Illinois, I was in my, about 2021, 20, and um, so by then I was pretty, pretty locked into my Southern backwoods um, uh, drawl. And um, so I've been, I hope you all can understand me. I, I guess we got people that are dialing in here and watching us from, I haven't learned too much about um, uh, how this all gets, uh, gets gets done. I was a bit of a uh, of a, uh, a technical kind of a guy. I was always um, talking to my technical people, and and, and I, I'm a, one of the few presidents, maybe the only president, with a uh, with a, a patent. And um, so I, I like this kind of stuff, but this is still a bit uh, a bit beyond me.
0: Not a problem. How about uh, brothers and sisters and mom and dad?
1: so um uh, when I was just uh, seven ate my, my my mammy died uh, back in so of course I was at, at that time living in um, in, in Kentucky and um, uh, she 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 drank um, uh, milk the, the cows had been been eating eating this um, uh, this uh, this root this plant that that made the milk poisonous and and it it, it killed you and, and um, and after she drank that, it was just only a few days and she was gone. Wow. So um, um, what my, my, my pappy, he was like, ah, I'm going to have to have some help raising these children. And he, he left us. He, he took off, uh, went and, and found uh, Sarah Bush. And, um, and she agreed to marry him if he would take care of her debts. So, so she was Before a widow as well. And uh, so, so he she said, I'll, "I'll take care of that." And and uh, so, so they, they came back to to Kentucky, and she was such an uplifting. I mean, my, my biological mammy, uh, Nancy, she was, she was, she was a kindly, loving woman. But there was something remarkable about uh, the support of of Sarah. She just treated me like I was really somebody. she. I, she she wrote that she never knew of me doing something wrong. Now, obviously, that that wasn't so, but that's that's the way that, that that's what she wrote. That's how she treated me. That was that I couldn't help but take that that feeling and uh, that belief. So you know, I, I had um, she had some some children, and uh, I had some uh, siblings from my, my my pappy's first marriage from Nancy, but. Anyway, so now we got this this blended family coming together here, and um, uh, that was that was that was my growing up, and, and my, my pappy, <coughs> he had to get some cash in order to cover these debts, so I um, I ended up um, as as slave labor as a as a young man, <laughs> but but I I think maybe it was worth it, but um, my 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 pappy, oh my goodness is. <coughs> He he watched his father getting killed in front of his eyes and, and so, uh, by, by Indians. So, so that was my, my father's father, my, so my paternal grandfather. So he was, he was a rough character, and I'm afraid I didn't, I didn't do very well at, at forgiveness. Later in my life, I became a little more effective at, at forgiving and, and <clears throat> connecting with people and, and not hanging on to things. But I, I, I didn't do so well back in, in that early day, and so we were, a little, we were a little bit disconnected.
0: President Lincoln, I understand that uh, as a youth, you were actually quite athletic. In fact, uh, like the Prophet Joseph Smith, um, quite a good wrestler, I understand. Tell us a little bit about your, uh,
1: your athletic accomplishments. So uh, I, was, I was exceptionally lean but um, uh, and and so people never really knew uh, that, that I was that, that I was unusually muscular, and, um, and so you, you know you wear these clothes that kind of cover them up. But um, yeah, I was I was never I was never defeated in, um, in any kind of of a sports, any kind of a match. I was faster than anybody. I was I was bigger. I was taller, of course, than anybody. I was stronger than anybody. Um, uh, even, even when I was, uh, I was president in my 50s, I was still, uh, I, 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 I could still walk around, I could, t- I could take an ax and hold it by the, uh, between my, my, my thumb and my finger at, at, at arm, it's full length and I have a long arms. And I could walk around with this, this ax and an ax back in those days, in my day, you know, was heavier than it is in your day. And, and so I could hold this and, and none, of the, none of the men in all the military, all the all the armies that I visited, one, one day, one day alone visited the Army of Virginia, I, I shook hands with eight thousand soldiers. My goodness! Many God. of them would try to to hold the hold hold an axe like like that, and nobody ever could. Hmm. So so I I had this, a, a, a strength that was uh, I, I don't really understand. I, I, some people speculate maybe it's because when I got sick as a child. It, it altered me in some kind of a fashion that gave me a, a nearly a superhuman strength yeah. and, and um, but whatever the whatever the reason uh, I guess I, I my suspicion is that those that we, we we see that have a plan that heaven has a plan for oftentimes he will he will um, give gift them so so I, I never felt to, to really um, uh, how should I say um, to take a whole lot of uh, like I am better because I am stronger than, and I never made much of a of a deal about that. But it helped my sense of of personal power to know that I was um, uh, physically stronger than 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 most. That being said,
0: if I, my memory is correct, you had a reputation of being kind of a ruffian as a as a young person. Uh, how did you acquire
1: that particular title? I hope it's okay if I say this. So. I was, um, um, even even throughout the years, so prior to the time that I became uh, uh, president, that most of the presidents um, were joining, they joined some church, um, and I never did. But somebody asked me, they said, why did you never join a church? And I said, if I could find a church that taught man to love his God and his fellow man, I would join it with my whole heart. So e- even though I was a little bit of a, um, I, I, Walt Whitman said, I, 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 wish, I wish Lincoln wouldn't tell all these dirty jokes, and, and um, <laughs> the, 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 the idea has come down, I'm getting to the point here, so bear with me for a second, so, so as time has gone by, the idea has, has gradually uh, um, uh, gained uh, 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 prominence that, that, that I, was, I was a non-believer. I was anything but a non-believer. But, um, but I, I probably told some jokes that maybe I shouldn't have told. And um, I, let, let, me, let me say this in my own defense in that regard, is, is that um, I really felt like if, if I could connect to anybody, that I could draw uh, people to me and I, I, even as a young man, I felt like one of the most important things that I was gonna need to do was, was draw people to me. And so my pappy gained the ability to present, to, to make people laugh for hours on end with stories and with jokes and with anecdotes. And, and some of my cabinet, because I hung on to this. I, in late, when I was in the midst of the, the, the yeah, of, of the, 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 the crumbling, the crashing of America, I knew that, that I was going to have to calm people down and pull them to me. Now, I didn't see that coming. I just knew that somehow I needed to be able to comfort people. And, and, and if I were to come across as somebody who was um, um, holier than thou, I didn't think that I was going to be able to bring people to me in, in the, in the kind of numbers that I was going to need to. So, so now I I don't know if I was entirely right in in these in my my thinking, but I felt that way, I, and I and I was very successful at at entertaining, and bringing people to to me, but um, I I felt like I was going to need to um, uh, bring the common man to me, and so the ruffian in me well, it was it was easy to for me to 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 play into that role because. I could beat anybody up. There was nobody. I never lost. I never lost a fight.
0: Is it safe to say, uh, President, that um, that this rather unusual upbringing that you had um, helped prepare you to eventually become one of the most beloved presidents of the United
1: States? Uh, I th- I think so. Um, so I think the common lot of man is to battle just a little bit with his his. Sense of, of worth and personal um, uh, uh, value. I, I, am I okay? You, you know that that we, we don't want to say those kinds of things, but that's that's the that's part of the battle of humanity. And um, there's always the whisperings in our in our minds that that, that we're not quite all right. And um, but but it was a it was a preparation. Yeah, uh, and and it was a it was a very unusual preparation, and in at the time I don't know that I really saw it then, but but I, I I did I I became I became able to to convey my 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 message better and better and better, so that ability to connect to people uh, changed the way that I practiced law, and then. Heaven sent me these law books. Here I was, absolutely impoverished, and then uh, to add to my my poverty, then I got my I bought a a, a store, a country store, which which eventually went completely defunct, and which I had to pay back the debt on. But when I was there, someone came to the store, bought a bunch of dry goods, and sold me a barrel of odds and ends for 50 cents. Hmm. I bought the barrel, years, I, I rather, some weeks later, I dug down into the bottom of that barrel, and here's these law books, the very books that I needed in order to pass the bar. And so I began to read this. Now, it somehow, learning was, was easy, reading was easy, and I remembered what I read. So I'm getting to your point here, okay? So I was reading these books and I found that it tested me completely. Mm. So it absorbed my mind completely. And I was I was able to read through these and prepare for the to, to pass the exams, and and I and I passed. And I passed. Now, so then my ability to connect to people and to love people gave me a capacity to to read and to see people's faces and know what they were thinking so so the jury when i was presenting to a jury or if it was just to a judge i could see whether he was believing me or not and before i would address him or her i could see whether they were for my client or against my client and i i I just had a feel for what needed to be presented how to take them from, from point A or where they were, wherever it was, to where they needed to go. I was presenting one time to a group of men. And, and one, of the, one old gentleman had his cane. He was headed in front of him, pounding on the floor. And he said, that's a dangerous man. That's a dangerous man. He finds you, finds he, he makes you agree with him whether you do or not. <laughs>
0: That's a tremendous gift for an attorney. That was
1: very helpful. Let
0: me ask you a question. Um, During the course of your life, uh, there was a young man by the name of Joseph Smith that at times lived quite close to where you lived. Um, You were practicing law and you were contemplating politics and and things. During the time that uh, the saints were driven out of Missouri and into Illinois and then later, when the Prophet Joseph Smith was incarcerated in Carthage and then killed. I would be interested in your feelings relative to these incidents. You certainly were aware of them.
1: That, that is a remarkable, a remarkable thing. Um, allow me to, to expound a little bit upon that because, see, here, here we are, uh, a, a country that is supposedly a free country. And here is a man who is one of the more persuasive gentlemen in the, in, maybe on the planet. I know that's saying quite a lot. See, I, I had my office uh, above the courthouse in Springfield. I, and and I, the, the way they had the, the, those buildings set up, they had a trap door. I could, I could actually look down into the courtroom and, and I could hear, I, I couldn't see a whole lot. Sometimes I couldn't see anybody, but I could hear everything that was going on. It was, it was almost like cheating. I, I, I knew all these different court cases. I knew how these gentlemen presented. Uh, of course, I was on circuit, so I wasn't there all the time. But I was there many a time and listened to, to this, this, this Joseph Smith and I listened to, to other people um, uh, uh, as they would, they, 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 they brought him into court over and over and over and i didn't have an opportunity isn't that an odd thing isn't that an odd thing that i i never had an opportunity to um, to uh, to represent this this uh, this young man in all those years and i've i've pondered some sometimes wondering what 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 the heavens had in mind that that because i I read the newspapers. There was never a day that went by that I didn't read the newspapers. I knew everything that was going on. I knew what was happening in Missouri. I knew what was, as the as, as Joseph and his, his people were there. There was, there was an extermination order in Missouri. How do you explain that? That was, that was part of the crumbling of America. When a nation can no longer preserve the rights of its, of its people, you, you know that, that that country is in trouble. And so when the states, the United States rights was like, oh, we, we can do what we want, they were thinking we can do whatever we want. And they did. Nothing ever came of, of this, re- as far as I could tell, it was a pretty reasonable um, um, group of people. They didn't seem like, like bad people, not, not a ruffian like me. They were better than I was. And here they were driven from Missouri. And then they came to, to, to Illinois, and here we got this man who was making a very substantial run for president of the United States, 1844. Well, in the midst of his his running for office, he's thrown in jail. He's being incarcerated at Carthage. I'm on my way on, on June 27, 1844. To represent him and his brother at, 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 at Carthage. On my way there, he is killed. By the time I get there, my client-to-be is not alive. That, that, is, that is a remarkable thing. And, that, and that, that tells a story about the crumbling, the, the, the falling down of America. Trust me when I say... That, that that whatever whatever the story is with with that church and and everything that I, I don't know what they have become today but but I'm here in Utah and and, and and by the time I became president they had left America it was only so killed in 1844 Joseph killed in 1844 by 1846 the 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 the, the, the saints are leaving leaving Illinois and there was there was those who were saying we're not going to let them leave we we don't know what what these people are going to do they are they are we're not sure they are on our side and if they if they go leaving america maybe uh, maybe we'll have this uh, this group of people that will be against america living outside of america uh, maybe we need to keep them here and so they left in february in the dead of winter from illinois it is blazing cold and they left in the middle of the winter. This gives you an idea of how America had lost its capacity to, uh, pr- to protect its citizens. Through the, the states were not protecting its citizens. A- anyway, the, the point being that um, this church, this, this body of people would not have been able to, 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 um, um, to, to survive. I don't think they could have survived unless there had been some kind of a change. And not just them, but, but other, maybe other churches and, and, and other, other, uh, other nationalities, other races, other groups that, that, that came from uh, other, uh, other countries. I, I, I don't know what would have become of them if America had not repented.
0: I think it's safe to say some of these experiences that you witnessed uh, prior to your run as president are going to be some of the anchors that are going to uh, uh, help you as president. Um, Appreciate that insight. Uh, This man, Joseph Smith, um, accomplished many things during his lifetime. One thing that he did was he translated an ancient record that became a book called the Book of Mormon, a copy of which was given to uh, and resides in the archives of... uh, of the Library of Congress, it's my. So you're under-
1: saying it's still there today?
0: It is, and it's my understanding that you had an opportunity at one time to take a look at this book. Is that true? And what did you think of it?
1: Uh, that uh, that that's well. See, uh, in, in, okay. So eight. So 1861 war breaks out. So April of 1861, we got war breaking out, and and, um, and by the time the end of the year rolls around. We, there have been a number of battles between the North and the South, and, and in November, uh, I, I began to worry about what the, the what the Mormons were all about. So, I, because they they have my entire Western uh, 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 back, so to speak, and uh, they are. Um, I hope they are on my side because at this time. Well when they went west, there were a lot of people and, and they, they they didn't just, they didn't just go and, and sit in one little place because they, they they originally went to Salt Lake City, Utah. but they sent some of their best leaders all over the western United States. They sent them to California and down into, down into New Mexico and into so of course this, this was uh, 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 they ended up they ended up with a piece of land that was part of the 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 territory of Deseret that was enormous and if that property if that land was not for us that was a worry so so okay so November rolls around and I'm thinking I need to go find out whose side these guys are on and what these people are like so I I went to the Library of Congress and I checked out that book that you are talking about that's still there and and I checked out three other books the three books were about the Mormons. So I looked at all, I scanned through all four of those books one evening in November. So you can check in the Library of Congress. I wrote my name when I checked them out. So that evening I, uh, I, I read, I, I took a look at all, all of these books. So three of the books were saying that the, that the Mormons were all bad. But there was something kind of contrived about the way that, that it described them. And, and it didn't match up with what I had understood because I had, I had watched them quite carefully. It didn't match up and, and they were sort of uniform in their, in their, their, their misrepresentation. So, so, the, so the next day I took those, those three books back to the Library of Congress. Now the fourth book wasn't a book about the Mormons. It was, it was a book purported by Joseph Smith to be about some people some nation, a thousand-year record of, of, of people who lived here on, 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 in America. And, and so I kept that book until July of 1862. Now that's about the same time that I began to, to think, hey, I believe that, uh, that, that America may be ready to free the black man. I think so. In my day, we called them Negroes. And uh, I don't know if that, I've heard that word's not well thought of, so I'll use a term that you all are more familiar with today, the black man. So they, uh, um, I I looked, I I started thinking, if America could repent of the way that it had treated its minorities, and not just the black men, but maybe especially the black men, Maybe America, maybe the North, maybe a repentance could be brought about. In that book about these two nations that were right here in America, there were a number of of stories of of nations, of of groups that fought down to self-destruction, almost complete self-destruction. One of those mighty nations fought itself down, a civil war of some sort, down to a single man. Suddenly you start thinking, maybe I could take a little bit of a gamble. Maybe, maybe it's all right if I do something a little bit unconventional. See, my, my people around me, my cabinet said, if you free the black man, the soldiers will quit. The South will become rabid in its determination to, to, to prosecute the war. And the North will lose its, its courage to, to, to continue this war. Well, so, I, I just felt like may, maybe they're right. Maybe, maybe, maybe if I do this, maybe things will go awry. Certainly there will be problems. Well, I just felt like it was a, it was a chance I had to take. And I have to tell you, that book, that book inspired me. To, to think maybe maybe heaven is at the helm. Maybe heaven is deciding the outcome of this war. Maybe this war will continue until we, 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 we repent. So I, I kept it until, until July of 1862. Now, 1862 was such a, a difficult year for the North. We, we were losing and losing and losing, and the, the, the South was starting to think, maybe we can, we can actually win this war. Well, so 1862, middle of 1862, um, I tell my cabinet, we are going to do this, um, the the Emancipation Proclamation. And they said, we we don't think this is a good idea. So in September of 1862, I told my cabinet, I said, said, I'm only here to get your opinion uh, uh, on whether this is a, um, how to change the Emancipation Proclamation, not... Not whether or not it's it's a good idea. Not whether or not I should do it, but how maybe we should do it differently because now it's a fixed thing.
0: Sounds like you were very inspired by some of what you've read.
1: Ah, yes I was. Yes I was.
0: Very good. And yet there are those that would say, despite all that you've shared with us that's so inspirational, there's those that would say you are not a Christian. You are not a Christian. So, um, how would you argue that?
1: I think it's remarkable. I I, I don't know of another president that that carried the uh, the his his scriptures around with him. I carried him with me, but 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 you know I will say that uh, oftentimes people who write about me and and say that uh, I was not a Christian, oftentimes they're talking about my earlier years, and I, I must confess that that the. The war made me much more Christian than I had ever been before. I, 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 was, I was a believer. It made sense to me. I, I carried my scriptures with me and I read them every day. But after, after, after war broke out, after I began to think that maybe maybe this, the repentance of America, maybe the blessing of God was going to be the most important thing that could ever happen, I became a much more fervent Christian than I had ever been. I said these, these are the words that I said in uh, in, in 18, 1861 when I was about to come out to to Washington D.C. from Springfield. I was standing on the back of my train, getting ready to 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 leave Springfield. Well, I didn't know it then, but it was I would never see Springfield again. But I said uh, to the to, to, to my all my friends, all my my associates in, in Springfield, I I said um, uh, without that divine hand that ever was with George Washington, I cannot succeed, but I leave facing a task greater than the one that that Washington faced. And with the help of that divine hand, I cannot fail.
0: In retrospect, President Lincoln, um, let's conclude with with perhaps this thought. what would you like to tell an audience that would be listening to us today about the restoration of the gospel and your role, whether you knew it or not, your role in ushering that in?
1: Well, well, just for the sake of argument, let, let, let's, let's assume that, 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 the, that the Jesus Christ church that I read about in, in the, the, the scriptures was, was the, the, the one that, that, that Joseph Smith purported to have restored in his day. Let, let's, let's assume that just for the sake of argument that that's true. I, I, you, you can see that both the temples that, that, that Joseph and his followers built were, were destroyed. And, and, and you can see that the prophet and, and, the, and the, the first, his, his brother, who was one of the greatest leaders in, in the whole church, and from whose lines, Many of uh, your, your um, uh, brethren, I think, if I've heard correctly, they are still, they're still part of Hiram's uh, line. They were both killed. I, I, I do not think that that, that that church would have survived. Now, um, I wasn't around for this, but, but let me also say this. When America mobilized uh, what's called the Mormon War in, in, in the 1850s, only 10 years after the, the saints had left America, now they're under attack by America and, and and that is absolutely symbolic of, of what would have happened to America. Um, that, that church would not have survived with, without the, the repentance of, of, of America and without the 13th Amendment and the 14th, that church could not have survived.
0: Very good. It's very obvious why you referred to as one of the most beloved presidents of the United States. President Lincoln, we appreciate your time today. We hope that uh, you've enjoyed being with us. I know our audience will uh, very much enjoy listening to what you've had to share. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here. And um, so I guess these are the cameras that... Um, so, America, thank you for um, for still being here. I understand this is quite a few years later. Thank you for, uh, for surviving. I, and now, now, now it's your job, America, to do the same thing that that Washington did, and that I, that my countrymen did, and that was that was repentance. The history books don't exactly paint it this way, but but they they were pretty clear that in the days of of Washington, that um, Washington, the great the great godly man that he was, was the key to America's uh, creation to begin with, uh, America would not have come about without God. Washington knew that he was he was unkillable, couldn't be killed, and and um, but but the people were so faithful in his day. Every single family hoped that at least one one young man would become a a minister for for Jesus Christ. It was a deeply Christian nation. By the time um, uh, me and my countrymen came to came on the scene. I would have to say we were just a little bit less um, committed to the Almighty. And and, and, uh, we had become pretty proud by the time the the 1860s rolled around. Uh, When war broke out, there were more Bibles sold in just the year of 1861 than had been sold for years, years. So America began a repentance process right in 1861, and, and as, as, as the lives of, of our best and our brightest began to, to uh, be snuffed out, as the death toll began to, to climb, people began to think, all right, maybe I'm ready to repent. Well, in your day, you face a similar uh, uh, um, situation. So the, the great question is, will America uh, do the same thing that that, made, that, that brought America it's freedom. Will America do the same thing today? Will, will she repent? I suppose, I suppose that, is, that is up to you.
0: Very good. Thank you very, very much, President. And for those of you that would like to, um, to talk with uh, President Abraham Lincoln or touch base with him, you may do so through a friend of his. His name is Brian Jenkins. Brian lives in the Orem area. And Brian Jenkins can be reached at B-R-I-A-N.
1: Brian, Brian for Utah. Brian
0: for Utah. Is,
1: so so the, three, the three words are, are Brian for, for Utah. Utah. And, and, and a Gmail is something we didn't have back in my day, but <laughs> got, got something like that today. So Brian for Utah at gmail.com. Very good. That'll
0: do it. Um, Just a thought relative to our future podcasts. Um, I've spent 45 years studying the life of the Prophet Joseph Smith, and after 45 years you think that you probably have uh, discovered about whatever there is to discover. Um, I had an epiphany one day about uh, 25 years ago that for me to further be able to relate to and understand the Prophet Joseph Smith, I needed to better understand my Savior. And so, with that thought in mind, I started to take individuals to the Holy Land. And I started to discover the Holy Land like no one has. And I'm going to spend a series of podcasts uh, talking about the Savior's life and ministry. And uh, we're going to quit following the footsteps of Joseph, and we're going to step into and follow the sandals of the Savior. So look for these podcasts in the near future, and I'm going to begin with a very, very unique podcast. I'll give you a little teaser. Exactly where is King Solomon's Temple located? With that thought in mind, we'll see you next time. Subscribe now.